0: One Eye Open podcast may feature language, mature themes, and violence. This is your trigger warning. Hello, you are listening to One Eye Open, a true crime podcast where I talk about crimes ranging from urban legends to serial killers and how they are portrayed in the media. So sit back, relax and enjoy Tate's guide to the perfect crime. Woohoo, I am back to recording after a full week. I'm tired. So, hello and welcome back to When I Open. I'm your host Tate. And today, I am finally back from my week vacation of crystal hunting. Um, I got uh four or three new crystal children. I just forgot that i'm not recording this like a youtube or a TikTok because i just showed my crystals up to the camera um i'm gonna be making interest instagram post about them because i love them so much including this really cool jade skull that i got um i don't remember the creator's name but they're really cool crystals and yeah so welcome back to me ranting about true crime um i'm very excited to be back Uh, today has a very interesting topic, theme, that I know a couple of my listeners might have to skip this one. Um, because today I'm talking about clowns. Yay! Not really. Um, so, I personally am not that afraid of clowns. I mean, I watched the 2017 It Without moving an inch off of my couch. For any shock reasons. Um, Also if you hear any weird noises. In the background. Again I just got back from a vacation today. Just got back from a restaurant. So I'm kind of tired. But this is also when I feel like. Most of my podcast energy comes out. And. When I. I also got a whole bunch of different ideas. For y'all. For my constant listeners, um, there may be some merch coming out soon, um, I think I might have enough money and stuff to start a merch thing, maybe, um, I'm gonna go out to different stores, uh, this week, or this weekend, or the next couple weeks, and see if I can get any, um, stickers, and I will most likely, um, my plan is, I, I heard another podcast, um, podcast without an audience, they're really cool talking about, um, sorry, psychology and history, they did this thing where they, um, where the two hosts, like, if you, if you commented, or sorry, if you, if you rated them on Apple Podcast, or, like, left a nice comment on their Instagram, or, like, shared in any way, like, publicly about the podcast, you got a free sticker, so, I might be doing something around the lines of that, because I think that's a really cool concept, just for starting out on merch. And I already got some cool ones already planned out, like um, Pure Nightmare Fuel, and I'm basically a detective. And it also might just be the logo, but those are other things you can start uh, thinking about. Maybe what you'd want to write for me as a um, comfort costume. I was a comfort cosplayer. I just got off TikTok. Um a comfort podcaster. So yeah, but anyway, back on to the topic. I have a full list of things that I'm going to be talking about. Um So, the first one I'm going to be talking about is actually John Wayne Gacy, who sort of started this whole clown pandemic, not pandemic, epidemic in my opinion. So I'm going to be talking about him. There's going to be a major trigger warning for uh, for sexual assault and abuse and mutilation and uh, lots of other things. Um, and there's also I'm also going to be reviewing a couple um, episodes, or I'm going to be reviewing an episode of um, Law and Order SVU: Ascending the Clowns, which is something to do with clowns um the iconic criminal minds episode the capillios um and then i'm going to be lightly reviewing it 2017 version and then i'm going to be talking about the infamous 2016 clown sightings i was in middle school y'all i got tea on it but um yeah let's get started on john wayne gacy who i once did a school project on so, you may be wondering, wait, Tate, you just said that you did a school project on John Wayne Gacy. Um, are we just going to skip over that? I was hoping to, but then I decided not to. So, basically, when I was in 10th grade, my history teacher let us all do reports on things that interested us. Um, I was in between doing, um, actually, how crime shows and real life, like, um, forensics people and things like that, FBI, are different from, like, how they see it in real life, which is sort of what this podcast is now about, so I guess I can thank my 10th grade history teacher, who may be listening to this, I don't know, you know who you are, hello, this is what I've been doing over summer, um, so, Yeah, I did mine on um, American Serial Killers, where I talked about um, Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, um, uh, Clementine Bonaparte, Bonaparte. I don't remember her last name. Um, But if you want to hear about her, you can listen to um, Wine and Crimes' kind of latest episode, I think it was on um, Louisiana Crimes. Um, Amanda actually goes in pretty in-depth and talks about um, Clementine. And I also talked about how um, I also broke down the entire BAU for my class. Again, I'm so sorry to anybody who had to hear me talk about the BAU in 10th grade because I literally acted like Spencer Reed, which is ironic because I'm currently wearing a sweater vest right now. But, yeah, I know Gacy pretty well i'm not gonna go too in-depth because this this episode will be six hours we just hit like almost seven minutes of this but i also have a million other topics to get to so i don't want to bore y'all so this is like an overview on wikipedia which i think uses it pretty well according to gacy he committed all of his murders Inside his ranch house near Norwich, a village in um, Norwood Park, Township, Metropolitan, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, I know a friend who lives near there. Okay. Um, typically, he would lure, lure a victim to his home, uh, dope him into donating handcuffs on the pretext of demonstrating a magic trip, then rape and torture his captive before killing him by other asphyxiation or strangulation with a garrote. Um a garrote is basically like um it's a weapon that's a um handheld ligature of chain, rope, scarf, wire, or fishing line used to strangle a person. Twenty-six victims were buried in the crawl space of his home and three others were buried elsewhere on his property. Four were discarded in the De Plains River. Casey was convicted of sodomy of a teenage boy in Waterloo, Iowa, in um, 1968, and was sentenced to 10 years imprisonment, but served 18 months. He murdered his first victim in in 1972, then murdered twice more by the end of 1975, and murdered at least 30 subsequent victims after his divorce from his second wife in 1976. <laughs> uh, the investigation into disappearance of Duplaine's teenager, Robert Beast, led to Gacy's arrest on December 21st, 1978. Um, and if you haven't seen Fear Street 1978, you should go watch that series on Netflix because I may or may not be talking about it in a later episode. Um, his conviction for 33 murders by one individual, and it covered, then covered the most homicides in United States legal history. Uh, Gacy was sentenced to death on March 13th, 1980, on death row in, um, Menard correctional center he spent much of his time painting he was executed by lethal injection at stateville um, correctional center on may 10th uh, 1994 which if you think about it was like 30 years ago not like my my parents were like well alive when he was doing this so you may be wondering, well, what does John Wayne Gacy have anything to do with clowns? Well, um, if you look into his Wikipedia page, you will see other names, the Killer Clown. Also, fun fact, he was part of the Democratic Party. That's interesting. Um, so, so he basically used to, um, he would dress up in a clown costume by the name Pogo, which, um, other fact was, um, included in a Kahoot that I presented to my entire class was, um, what was John Wayne Gacy's clown, like, M.O. name, and it was either, like, Pingo, Pogo, Poncho, I think one of them was actually Pikachu. I think two people chose that just as a joke. But, um, Poke the Clown. And that's sort of what I believe personally started the whole clown epidemic that led to other things. So, before we get into, like, the TV things, because, um, the things that I'm about to talk about happened way, way before, um... other episodes well maybe maybe not criminal minds i think the criminal minds ones um started i think criminal minds released their episode i'm checking this real fast um you know they were they, they released it after so now i'm going to go into the infamous 2016 clown sightings this also includes a personal story. If you knew me in middle school, um, you can skip past this. <laughs> no names are gonna be revealed, but, like, it's, it's kind of interesting. Clown sightings. Let's talk about them. I'm just gonna read straight up off of this Wikipedia thing. Um, the 2016 clown sightings were reports of people disguised as evil clowns in an Congruous settings, such such as near forests and schools. The incidents were reported in the United States, Canada, and subsequently in other countries and territories from August twenty sixteen. The settings were first reported in Green Bay, Wisconsin in what turns out to be a marketing stunt for a horror film. Um the phenomenon. The phenomenon. Um, later spread to many other cities in the U.S., most notably South Carolina, where a nine-year-old boy told his mother that two suspicious males just as clowns tried to lure him into the nearby woods. That's horrifying. By mid-October um, 2016, clown sightings and attacks have been reported in nearly all U.S. states, 9 out of 16 provinces and territories of Canada, territories of canada and 18 other countries so (laughs) basically a lot of these sightings have been like um have either been like uh like pranks and other time like other times it's like an actual clown trying to do work um And there was also a lot of, um, like, college students, I believe it it was in Penn State, Penn State College, um, where a group of 50 students, like, grabbed bats and walked off into the woods to go fight the clowns. Yeah, to go fight the clowns. Um, so... There also have been a lot of bans, which I'm also going to be talking about later, and also, um, I threatened a clown purge in the aftermath of this. Um, by October 25th, 2016, several news outlets reported on, on, alleged, on an alleged clown-initiated purge or attack, which sub- supposedly was to take place on Halloween Eve of 2016. While there were no widespread purge attacks as threatened, a family from Florida were attacked on November on October 31st, 2016 by a group of approximately 20 people in clown masks and masks styled after the purge movie. No arrests were made. I know, that's crazy. So, now going back to sort of like the costume banning, a lot of shops um Actually, like, completely banned clown costumes. Target even pulled all of its clown masks. And, like... Um, a lot of, like... A lot of people who worked as, um... As, like, horror movie, like, people. Or, like, um... Terror walkers. Um... In, like, um... In, like, haunted attractions were asked to, like, remove their makeup before leaving so now i'm going to be talking about the interesting experience that i had in middle school so um you know i'm not going to dox myself i do live in like the eastern part of the united states so there were a couple clown sightings that were like supposedly near my house which i thought was like y'all know I curse on this, so I thought it was complete bullshit, like, there's no freaking way that clowns would attack me in the house, um, yeah, so, little me, who was, like, fully prepared to go down on any clown, that sounds wrong, to fully attack any clown that threatened me and my friends, um, I was a little scared, because my sister was a little terrified of the clowns, you know, attacking us, and so, um, my middle school had to ban clowns like from the this was in 2016. They had to ban all clowns from school because we had like this. We had this like Halloween like thing at our at our school where there people would go trick or treating like different cars in a parking lot. And they asked like please no clowns this year. And I don't think they've ever dropped that ban, (sighs) and so yeah, I was a little scared of the clowns when I was younger. Um, I'm still a little terrified of like clowns if I see them in person. On screen, I know that they can't hurt me, so like that's it's fine. But I also had a friend in middle school who told me that um her boyfriend actually saw a clown near his house, and, like, the clown would keep on, like, walking towards him, like, a menacing manner, and then, like, run away. So, (laughs) now that we've got, like, the, now that you all know kind of what I'm going to be talking about now, let's talk about how these clown attacks have been portrayed in media. Um, I'm gonna go from, like, not really, like, least relevant, but, like, least accurate description, portrayal of these killer quote killer clowns and then um down to the it movie so let's get started with law and order svu's episode send in the clowns so before i start talking about this episode it's um <clears throat> sorry um it is called attack of the clowns season 19 episode 17 um it aired in 2018 Sorry, my cat just like walked across my computer. Okay, it, it's keep it, it's still recording. So um, sorry. So basically, sorry. So um, uh, a kind of friend of mine is actually in this episode as the person you hear is Haley um Mallory Bechtel. I met her a couple times. She's been a Dear Evan Hansen. She no longer goes there, but she's been in *Dear Evan Hansen* as Zoe. Um, she's one thousand percent not 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 um like listening to this, but just yeah, I've met her. She's I consider her a friend of mine. She's also been in the horror movie *Hereditary*, which is terrifying but it's a really good movie. Anyway, enough about me boasting about the fact that I've talked to a famous person. So this episode. Um, the Wikipedia page has been extremely tampered with because they took away the entire case of it, and it just shows the beginning and the ending. Um, So, here's the summary of the episode. The special victims unit score New York City to find a masked man that kidnapped a girl on a school trip. Also, and Stone get visits from family members. Um, Stone is Peter Stone, one of the defense... not defense attorneys. One of the lawyer dudes that Olivia has been romantically connected to. Honestly, if she was going to be connected to anybody at this point, and it had to be a male, I'd be fine if it was Stone. I didn't like her and Cassidy, but that's a personal opinion. I did not like her and Elliot. Y'all know this. I'm against Spencer, but, um, so let's, um, let's do this. So this is like the plot, except I go off right after the word joy. In the squad room, Finn is at his desk when Ken and Alejandro, that's um—that's Finn's son Ken and his husband Alejandro, um, come with a cake to wish him a happy birthday. Finn also sees his grandson and dots on his family, while his co-workers imp- express their happiness with his joy. So now is something that I like to call Tate Attempts to Remember an Episode from Multiple... <laughs> years ago um because this is um sorry um this is gonna get a little messy so basically there's this girl Haley, who's mallory um so she's dancing at this club and there's this guy and this guy is wearing a clown mask and he kidnaps her away from all of her friends who are visiting from a town in, um, a town in Pennsylvania. Where I don't know why, but every single bad thing that happens in like crime shows happens in Pennsylvania. It's not that bad in Pennsylvania, folks. Like it's, we, they, they, they don't do much here. Like I don't get it. We're we're it's basically just trees and people. I don't I don't understand what crime people have against Pennsylvania, Dick Wolf, what do we do to you, but, like, so, so, yeah, they're visiting from a small school in Pennsylvania, Haley's, like, a really incredible, like, singer, or, like, pianist, pianist, and so, yeah, she's got, she's got that going for her, and so, then they got the, the, the team tries to track down her by using, like, the clown mask, and eventually, they find the guy who was wearing the clown mask dead. So, now we're going to swamp over to the part that is not relevant to the, um, the topic that I'm talking about, but is still, like, kind of interesting. So, basically, there's this guy, the last name Turner, and, um, And, uh, Turner is Haley's music teacher, who she's in love with. He's, like, a grown-ass man. She's, like, I don't know, she's supposed to be, like, 17 in the episode. That was my cat, by the way, sorry. Um, and so, you know, like, they're in love, and they have to track her down. That's, that's basically what it is. Um, so... The detectives reign the house Turner was staying at and find Turner in bed with Haley. Disgusted, they arrest Turner while being stunned to hear Haley say she loves him. Um, For the next part, Anna is Haley's mother. Chris is 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 Haley's father. Ready? Y'all ready for this twist? Because this is very SVU. Hannah hugs her daughter before slapping Turner in the face. After Turner and Haley announce their love for each other, Anna is livid and deduces what tactics he used to seduce Haley. Chris asks what this is about, as Hannah reveals that she and Turner slept together over a decade later, stunning her husband and daughter. Anna makes an even more devastating revelation. The affair concealed Haley, making Turner her biological father. Anna condemns him for sleeping with his own child, and he suffers a breakdown. Chris tries to attack a pleading Turner before the cops separate them and take Turner away. In Benson's office, Haley is initially initially stunned by the revelation, although soon happily accepts it, explaining that it had to be the reason why the two of them had such a close bond. Y'all, do not sleep with your teachers. I feel like that doesn't have to be said, but like... It's not gonna work out like Arya and Ezra. Like, I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but do not sleep. Do not fuck your teachers. Just don't. Just don't do it. Um, so. Then, at the courthouse, Benson and Peter. or Stone walk out, with Stone revealing Turner pled guilty to use a statutory rape and incest, while also stating he was on suicide watch. He should have pled guilty to all of those charges. Um, he and Benson discuss the details of the case, with Benson stating that it's called genetic sexual attraction, and describes it while hoping those involved get proper help. Um, so now this is talking about Peter's stone's Stone's life. Um, but so, um... He, hey, his father recently died, that's kind of all you have to know. So, Benson asks Stone if, he's, if he is having second thoughts about leaving for Chicago because of the case. He says not a chance and reveals he's also kept a promise to someone in New York. In, in New York. Uh, Stone says that the person is his sister, Pamela, who was diagnosed with schizophrenia, and her father always visited her, but now that he is dead, the responsibility falls on his shoulders. Stone then visits his sister at the facility, and she mistakes him for her father, and he has to tell her that he is her brother. Um, so yeah. Again, this case kind of, um, sorry, um, kind of is about, like, clowns in a way, that, like, the guy forced Haley, like, to leave with him in the club, like, in a clown, outfit but that was like sort of all of the clown parts but it's also just like a really interesting case also so now i'm going to be talking um quick about the episode of criminal minds except i remember this really vividly so i'm not gonna go too much like into it sorry um y'all can't tell, but my phone literally just died, um, so, yeah, let's finish off this episode, so, um, so, the Capillios is a Criminal Minds episode, I do not remember what episode it is exactly, because my phone just died, um, but, so, the clown things that I remember from this episode is that the main, like, the, the first scene of the episode is basically, like, this clown, this, like, completely normal family, sleeping, and then, like, the parents have, like, one of those beds that has, like, the... It's not, like, a full bed, it's, like, an up bed, like, in Minecraft. That was the most Gen Z thing I've ever seen in my entire life, and I've been described as a millennial to people. So, um... Yeah, it's like that, and there's this clown that, like, kind of slowly slips under, like, from uh, under the bed, like, he's been there. And it's really creepy. But, so basically, it turns out that the clown things was just, um, was part of the serial killer's, of the part of the killer's trauma of their father, of the people. It was two people. One's the getaway driver, one's the actual clown. And so. They basically were part of like a circus when they were younger, like an abusive circus from their father. And they had to, um. They had to like. Not. They had to like go back to that life. Because that was sort of like all they've ever known. But then one of them turned it to turn violent. And just started killing a whole bunch of people while wearing the clown costume. Um. Inevitably, they are caught. But, like, it's. Sorry, candle. Um, it's a really sad episode, kind of. But, um, Spencer Reed really shows off his people skills in it. He talks to a kid about, like, what the kid saw, and it was really sweet. But, yeah, Capillios. I believe it's one of the episodes that's only available on, um, hulu so yeah if you have hulu you're probably going to be able to watch it and yeah that's basically the end of that again i know it'll be my outro about all my comments about the portrayals that i'm talking about but now let's get on to my extremely short gist of it because i also went on a three-hour trip today so i'm kind of tired but let's go Okay, let's talk about it. Get it? I know somebody out there just laughed. So, it is a movie from, um, the mind of Stephen King, who also brought us multiple other mysteries of other names that I cannot remember right now. Um, my friend once told me that, described to me, James Pattern, uh, t- described, um, I once heard a friend of mine describe, um... Stephen King to another one of our friends as if James Patterson who's a mystery writer if he directed movies they would be Stephen King movies which is which is very true. So basically this movie It is about a clown named Pennywise who basically hides in a sewer drain and waits for small children like one of our characters, um, uh, sorry, not, not Richie, um, oh my gosh, I don't remember his name now, um, god, the kids who, the kid whose arm gets bitten off, um, oh, Georgie, Georgie, I remember his name now, sorry, um, (laughs) Georgie, who Pennywise tries to, um, kill by biting his entire arm off, Pennywise is also a shapeshifter that shapeshifts into people's greatest fears. Now, there is a ship that people in the It fanbase ship, um, Eddie and Richie, which is ready because first of all, it's very true. Um, I've also been compared to Richie a lot in my life once I started dyeing my hair like black. A lot of people saw the glasses. Y'all know, I look, y'all, y'all know what I look like. Like, people saw the glasses and were like... TikTok was like, Richie Toyser? I was like... Okay. Um... <laughs> and so, yeah, apparently I'm TikTok's Richie Toyser. From back when I had, like, darker hair. Now my hair is kind of like a mix of, like... My hair is now a mix of purple blonde-ish, and, like, blue because of my dyed hair, but, yeah, apparently, I look like Richie Toyser, but, um, <laughs> it doesn't look like Haka to me, it doesn't look like Haka to me, senor, um, there, I did, a, I, I did a line, so, now, I'm gonna get more into the movie, so, basically, um, the boys plus Beverly played by Sophia, last name I can't pronounce. She was also in I Am Not Okay With This, which is, um, a TV show that I was not okay with getting canceled, but really good TV show on Netflix. Um, they also deleted, they, they also got rid of it to make room for The Kissing Booth 3. Sorry. <clears throat> 3. So, there is one character in The Kissing Booth played by Maisie Richardson, Maisie, they're, like, an amazing actress, and I know her in, um, in Legends of, in Legends of Tomorrow, but, like, do they really need another Kissing Booth movie? Like, no, they don't, um, I mean, at least we got Fear Street out of it, but, so, again, I know I keep mentioning Fear Street, but I just watched all three parts. It will be discussed in a later episode, trust me, trust me. We're going to go into Seraphir. So, basically, the boys and um, Beverly have to fight Pennywise in order to, like, stop him from going off to the entire town and, like, making everybody scared to death and, like, die and stuff. And Pennywise's main form is a clown, which is also one of, like, the clowns scary sightings, like, a lot of people are like, oh my god, Pennywise is gonna come kill me, I'm like, I'm like, Pennywise doesn't exist, like, it's literally a, it is quite, actually, uh, someone told me a couple days ago that Pennywise is actually a female, so I guess I should be saying, I mean, maybe she goes by she, it pronouns, I don't know what Pennywise's pronouns are, I just assume it, because that's what it, it that's what Pennywise is mostly called, but who knows they it it could go by multiple pronouns. It could go by all pronouns. Okay, my new headcanon for Pennywise is that it goes by she they she it pronouns. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so tired. Um That would be a good sticker, Pennywise. <laughs> Name Pennywise pronouns she it but sorry, that sound, that sounds that sounds transphobic, but I swear it's not. Um, yeah, I kinda regret that. Sorry to anybody who uses it pronouns who is listening to this. Um, so yeah, I don't know what Pennywise's gender actually is, and I don't think we actually know that. Maybe clowns just don't have a gender. I mean gender is a social construct anyway, but anyway, let's let's Tate stay away from that. Um, so, sorry, my cat's looking at me like, bitch, did you just go on a full rant about what pronouns a fictional character in a Stephen King novel uses? Yes, cat. Yes, I did. So, yeah. Um, the boys and Bev, the boys and Bev have to, um take down Pennywise, and they do successfully, but then, 27 27 years later, um, they have to defeat Pennywise again, and there's this joke, sorry, that's made between Eddie and Richie when they're older, um, where, um, where Eddie's like, yeah, I got married, and Richie goes, what, to a woman? And, you know, that's kind of hinting towards the, the, the ready stuff back then. But they have to defeat Pennywise again, who has come back even stronger because it's Pennywise. Um, anyway, super great movie. You all should watch it. I have not seen the older version of it because I don't feel like it. And what I've heard from another podcast actually covered it. Um, uh, Just Google With It. They're, they're a really cool podcast. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, they they talk about it kind of um, in one of the episodes that I've just recently listened to, whose title is currently escaping my mind, but that is all of the clowns that I am forcing myself to look at because I have seen all of these movies. Well, that was an episode. (laughs) So, again, thank you so much for listening. I know this is kind of a strange episode because I talk about a lot of things sort of in a really fast manner, because I had a lot of caffeine today, so, yeah, thank you so much for listening, um, uh, I'm hoping to get some really cool things planned out for y'all, I've had a lot to think, I've had a lot of time to think about this podcast, and what I want to do moving forward about it, um, as I was on my vacation, I was thinking about, like, how, like, oh, how can I interact with y'all more, I might start doing, like, live streams of, like, me doing research, or, like, me talking about things that I've read in books and things like that. I'm gonna try to get a couple more guests because having weird distractions on was a lot of a lot of fun, and I actually learned a lot about Canadian culture off camera. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it was super fun having um Alex and Christie on. So I'm gonna try to get a couple more um guest stars because I like when other podcasts do that because you know I get to meet new people. Um. So, yeah, as it nears near more towards the school year, my episodes might get a little bit shorter. As you can see, this one isn't exactly an hour, but I also didn't have a lot of time to prepare because I was also off-internet. Um, but, yeah, my personal feelings on, like, the whole, like, clown thing is that, like... On screen, they don't bother me, but if I see clown in person, I'm going to run away from it. Like I'm not I'm not into it. It kind of creeps me out. Um But yeah, um if y'all want to see me review all parts of Fear Street, I can do it. Um maybe maybe in a bonus episode if I reach 200 followers on Instagram, I'll do a Fear Street review. I'll put that, also, put that in the Instagram post of this episode, like, a couple updates, but, yeah, look out for that merch announcement, um, and, oh, yeah, outro stuff, um, if you'd like to, uh, hear more of me ranting about TV shows, *Alarm address for you, um, you can follow me um first follow the podcast on like Spotify or Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, whatever, whatever platform you use SoundCloud Peacock that's a TV show series streaming I don't know what I'm talking about Um can follow me on Instagram at one open hold on a minute Sometimes I forget what my Instagram is because I have others um there Follow me on Instagram at oneiopenpodcast, um, Twitter at oneiopenpod, and TikTok at oneiopenpod. And as usual, all my contact information, including the, my slightly confusing email, will be in my podcast description. As long as also with my sources. Sorry, this episode is a day late, but uh, yep, host. Your pod host was on vacation and had a, a pretty fun time. That was my cat again. Um, had a pretty fun time searching for crystals and ghost hunting. So I will talk to you all next week. And remember to sleep with when I open.